podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Let's do our pregame six-pack here where we get into six players, coaches, storylines, things that are going to affect the outcome of this game in Tennessee on Sunday. Week 15, Texans, Titans. Titans 5-8, and eight, Texans 7-6. and six. Texans 8th seed in the AFC right now. Um, they are in a bunch with five other 7-6 and six teams in the AFC. They've beaten a few of those teams. They've lost to the Colts. Um, and the uh, the spread on this game, the Titans are a three-point favorite in this game on Sunday. So, John, you go first, as always. I was looking it up, Sean. Um, last year, Davis Mills, in his second year as a starter, had two 300-yard games. That's two fewer than his rookie year. He only had two ratings in the 90s. And in his rookie year, when Tim Kelly was calling the plays and he had – Pep Hamilton, his quarterback coach, not his coordinator, he had four, and he was better. That's because the offense was better. So I'm going to say Davis Mills, I believe he's coached a lot better, and I know you'd agree, by quarterback coach Gerard Johnson and offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. I think that he got a lot of work in the offseason. He got a lot of work in training camp. He's been running the scout team in practice. Now he's running with the first team. I'm going to say Mills is going to play well, but the key is, they got to protect him, and they haven't been doing a good job of protecting. Besides Laramie Tunsil, uh, when it came to C.J. Stroud, Stroud's been hit way too many times. Mills is going to have to get rid of the ball quick, and he's going to have to not throw turnovers. So Davis Mills has got to be protected, and he's got to avoid turnovers because I think other than that, if he's got a little time, he's going to be accurate, especially if his receivers will step up. Yeah, I – um. I, and I would just to add to the Davis Mills bullet point, John, I would add um, Bobby Slowick and what wrinkles he might add that the Titans haven't seen yet. You know, does he add anything? Seth has been kind of adamant this week about adding some elements of, you know, Davis Mills kind of underrated athletically. You know, he's not just Deshaun Watson or anything like that, but adding some things that the Titans haven't seen that Mills is capable of doing at least, you know, in terms of involving him in the run game, you know, whether it's uh, zone read type stuff or whatever, just some things that Tennessee has seen. Cause everything that they've, everything that Tennessee has seen is largely stuff that has not worked lately in the run game. Um, they're going to be missing Nico Collins and tank Dell. That's largely what's worked in the passing game this year with CJ Stroud at quarterback. And I'm anxious to see too, if they dust off any trick plays in this game, you know, a little flea flicker here, you know, a little direct snap uh, Devin Singletary's thrown a touchdown pass this year. Do they add some wildcat in where he's got some options to throw the ball? I I think, John, this season is kind of hanging very precariously right now. They need to win this football game, and I think this is one of those things. This is a situation, especially if you feel like Stroud's coming back next week and you can start getting back to running your conventional offense with your starting quarterback. I feel like this is one of those things, man, where you kind of empty the chamber a little bit when it comes to things Tennessee hasn't seen or trick plays or high-variance type stuff. Well, I do not see them adding Davis Mills runs unless he's forced out of the pocket. Yep, I would agree with you on that. I just think it was interesting that Seth's been kind of clamoring for that this week on our show. My first one is Dalton Schultz. Uh, he was running around again at practice on Wednesday. Now, he practiced last Wednesday, too, and wound up not playing. But it looked like he's made a lot of progress in one week. Uh, looks like he should be out there um, this week. Uh, I don't know if that's something that is a total game changer for the Texans offensively, but he easily becomes their most accomplished pass catcher. 
uh, Dalton Schultz. So getting him back is big. And again, to add to the slowic angle with this, I'll be anxious to see how much two tight end stuff maybe they run because we haven't seen a lot of that yet this year. But I think Brevin Jordan's done enough these last couple weeks to where you feel confident in him catching the football if it comes his way. Um, so you're not going to be able to beat them in expl- with explosive plays down the field because the two guys that do that type of thing, they, they are not playing in this game, Nico Collins and Tank Dell. So Dalton Schultz and the tight end position in the passing game is a big one for me. I think that's an important one, and I do think they'll go to two tight end sets a lot. And the other three wideouts, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, and uh, uh, John Nagy, they have not done squat in these last two games. Those one one at least one of those guys has got to step up and help Mills. Yep. What's your next one, John? Coverage. They couldn't cover my grandmother, and she's dead when they played the Jets. And the safeties have not done a good job in coverage. Jalen Petrie has been terrible. Jimmy Ward hasn't been good now. Fortunately for them, the corners, except for Tavier Thomas, who may be out, have been good. Derek Stingley Jr. in his seven games has been great. Steven Nelson has been good. Now, Desmond King, in his brief time with him, he's done a good job. But the corners are not the issue. The issue are the safeties and the linebackers. So the pass coverage has got to be better against Will Levis, a rookie, than it was the much maligned, heavily criticized, Zach Wilson, who threw for 301 yards and just embarrassed the linebackers in secondary. And one of the things to keep in mind, Tajay Spears, their rookie running back, yeah, he just had six catches and 89 yards. Yeah. Bryce, Bryce, Brees Hall had eight catches and 60, 80-something yards. Yeah. So they're running into the same type of running back when it comes to coverage. Yeah. That's not good because these linebackers, other than Blake Cashman, who's probably not going to play, they can't cover anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, – <clears throat> no, no doubt about that, John. The, 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 the linebackers have been bad. Do you think that Stingley follows DeAndre Hopkins all over the field on Sunday? I'm kind of hoping I'm, for that. I'm hoping he does. I'm not sure that he will. It's Hop. You don't have to worry about Traylon Burks. They just don't have another receiver. But, boy, if you could – devote Stingley to hop or even double hop, whatever you got to do. But I'd sure like to see Stingley on him. You know, the, the past versus the present and the future of Texans. Yeah. Um, my next one is I'm going to stay with the defense. I'm going to go Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins in the interior of the defensive line um, for a couple reasons. One, obviously to try to shut down Derrick Henry and make sure he doesn't go for it. John, what did you say his average was over the last seven games against the Texans? 203 yards? Only 203 yards and 7.1 per carry over the last yeah, five games. It feels like a lot. Yeah, let me think. Yeah, that definitely feels like a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, the interior, the defensive line, not just, the, not just shutting down Derrick Henry, I think getting a push up the middle on a rookie quarterback, you know, we always talk about, you know, trying to obviously when you think of rushing the passer, you think of guys off the edge. And that's an issue enough with the Texans if Will Anderson might not play in this game on Sunday. But getting a push up the middle in the face of a rookie quarterback and then and then it comes down to the defense, the ends, making sure that Will Levis is staying in the pocket, that you're rushing with some degree of discipline. So he doesn't do what Zach Wilson did to you last week, which is escape the pocket by more time and then find Garrett Wilson. And I guess in this case it'd be DeAndre Hopkins open down the field on scramble plays. So I'm looking at the the two veteran interior defensive linemen, Sheldon Rankins and Malik Collins, shutting down Derrick Henry and getting in the face of Will Levis in this game. 
This seems hard to believe, but I believe the one thing that they will do is shut down Derrick Henry in the running game because they've been so good at it. You know, last year they gave up 170 yards a game, by far the worst run defense. And now they are eighth in the NFL, 95.6 a game. They give up 3.6 a carry. That's second. But a deeper dive here, Sean, in the last eight games, they're giving up 85.1 and mm-hmm. 3.3. And if you eliminate the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, and just go with the backs, yeah, in those eight games, they're giving up 73.2 and three yards of carry. So yeah. I feel confident this run defense, even though they'll be missing Will Anderson Jr. if he can't play with an ankle injury, I'm guessing he's out. Jerry Hughes is not the run player he was. They lost Dylan Horton for the year. So they're hurting. And uh, but still the consistency up front is where all the run defense begins. But man, Jonathan Grenard's playing great against the run, besides rushing a quarterback. Will Anderson's great against the run, and they're gonna miss Anderson. Yeah. So do you think you're you're guessing Will Anderson doesn't play in this game, John? Not if he's in a boot on Wednesday. I just don't see him coming out, especially when so much of his game is based on quickness and cutting. Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine that they'd let him. You know, he can play on an ankle that's like 95%, maybe even 9 and not be as, as quick, but he can still set the edge and play the run. So hopefully he'll make some kind of miraculous recovery. Yep. So did, was that? Did you do your last one, John, or were you just sprinkling some numbers on mine right there? No, I was just sprinkling some numbers on yours. Okay, thank you. Uh, do you have your last one for the six pack? I do. My last one is the thing that we've talked about all year. I don't understand how you can go back to back with great running games, including 188 yards, and then just be terrible against two bad run defenses. And I still think a lot of it is they haven't adjusted to the system. Don't know if Strasser's coached it, but they're so discombobulated in the running game. And we can blame uh, the injuries, but they had those games back-to-back where Singletary was tremendous with injuries. So I'm going to say this. They got to at least rush for 100 yards, and that's not Mm -hmm. squat for most teams, but it certainly is for the Texans. It's amazing that they still have come as close as they have Right now, I, you know, you'd think they'd still be terrible and be close to the worst in the NFL, but they're not. They're 25th. Isn't that amazing? Seven Jeez. teams are worse than them, 96.6. But they, they need to beat that. And it substantially beat it would be great, get up around 120. But I think they've only done that four times. But you've got to give – the Titans, something else to worry about besides getting after Davis Mills, who's primarily a pocket passer. Yeah, I, they, they've got to find a way to run the football. This, I, John, I said this on the – this isn't my last item in the six-pack, but I'm just kind of – I'm sprinkling some stuff on yours right here. Um, th- like this needs to be one of those games where D'Amico Ryan's just like, looks at the looks at the offensive line in the eye and says, guys, you need to – you you this game is on you. Like this game is on you. We don't have our our weapons. We have our backup quarterback. You are the you are the group in this building that has the most room for improvement. Like that 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 has a reasonable ceiling, and you're not even coming close to what that ceiling is. Like I I feel like we've gotten everything we can this year out of Noah Brown and 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 Robert Woods, and who knows what Davis Mills is in this system. The running backs aren't giving you anything right now, in no small part because they get hit in the backfield half the time. Start playing 
like we're paying, you know, like start playing at the pay grade that we're paying you guys at or that we drafted you at. And I know Michael Dieter is a street guy that they signed, and I know George Fant is a street guy that they signed, and Juice Scruggs is a rookie. The other two guys are making a ton of money, Shaq Mason and Laramie Tunsil. Um, and to your point, John, we're not asking you guys to find a way to keep the quarterback entirely clean the whole game and rush for 200 yards. We're asking you to rush for 100 yards and maybe make sure he only gets hit, you know, two or three times in the game, something like that. But I think this is a this is like a gut check game for the offensive line, honestly. Like, and there's no Jeffrey Simmons in this game either, like you pointed out, John. So there's the, you know there's not a Quinn and Williams in this game who's going to ruin Michael Dieter like Quinn and Williams did all afternoon last week. Ooh, it was ugly. His rating by Pro Football Focus was in the twenties. Now Laramie Tunsil's playing really well. He's got a knee injury. He doesn't practice because of that knee injury, but he answers the bell. He's played well, but like you said, and Juice Scruggs is a rookie who's been on IR until the last two games, so he's struggling at times. But for Shaq Mason, who's a guard, who cost him a lot of money, not a high pick, but he's got to play well. And then Tunsil, you can count on him, but those other three, and Fant's coming off a bad game too. Now the Jets have a much better defensive line and a better defense than the Titans do. Right now the Titans overall are 17th in defense, they're 14th against the run. You know, usually they're top five, and yeah. a lot of that may have to do with Simmons being out. Could be. Um, all right, John, my last one, Kaimi's back. Kaimi Fairbairn. It's a three-point spread on this game. If the Texans are going to win this game, it's probably going to be an ugly, mucky, close kind of game, Or and or points are going to be at a premium throughout the whole 60 minutes of this game. You know, if you get – if you get into Titans territory and you get into field goal range, you got to cash in with at least three every time. I feel a whole lot better about that happening this week than I felt in any of the last five weeks with Matt Amendola as the kicker. Even Matt Amendola's makes were treacherous, you know, like just inside the upright type stuff. Um, I've gained a greater appreciation for Kaimi Fairbairn through these last five weeks. And if this is going to be a close game and it comes down to the wire, I feel good about having our kicker back. And I know how good you feel about having the kicker back, and you feel great knowing every snap will be perfect. Amen, brother. Amen. John Weeks for president <laughs> of the universe. Sick him. Uh, all right, John, let's get to – oh, predictions. What's, what's your prediction on the game? I'm going to take the Texans to win this game 19-17. to 17. Okay. I've got the Titans winning this game. Uh, 20 to, uh, we'll call it 20 to 17. I think this thing's a push. I think it's 20 to 17 Titans win the game. And we are talking about the Texans having to win out just to hang around in the AFC playoff race for the rest of the season. I just, uh, I can't trust this offense. I, you know what? 20 to 13, I'm going down to 13 points. I, what am I thinking? 17 points with this offense, 20 to 13 Titans and John, I've been wrong a lot this year. So hopefully I'm wrong again. They scored 19 last year. With Pep Hamilton calling the play. Yep, I know. I, I'm, I'm aware. That's why I took 19. I feel worse about this offense going into this environment with these particular players. I will say this. They had Brandon Cooks on that team last year, too. Like, there's no – they could use Brandon Cooks right now with Collins and, and Tank Dell both out. You know, Cooks is playing good football for the Cowboys. He is, and he's competing for a Super Bowl, although he's not going to get there.